Excellent. Um, we're going to be opening God's Word, so if you've got a Bible, uh, please open it up or open your Bible app uh, to First Peter, chapter 1, 1 Peter, chapter 1, verses 3 to 5. 1 Peter, chapter 1, verses 3 to 5. I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. Please follow along as I read God's Word. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to His great mercy, He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. This is the word of God. Amen. Thank you, Daniel. Um, hello and welcome everyone to church. Can I just get you 10% to say welcome to church? We are going to spend some time at the end of our, our session today, uh, our sermon today, um, chatting with those around us today. So just letting you guys know so you don't feel too anxious about it. We are going to spend some time together today. Just a heads up. So just have a look, a look around and see who's around you. And just like those are the people you may chat with today. Uh, hello again. Welcome to Kingsway, particularly if you are new. We have some familiar faces as well. Uh, we're excited to have you guys join us today. We are really glad that you've joined us this particular day, uh, because it is uh, Easter Sunday, or as we like to call it, Resurrection Sunday. So welcome, 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 welcome. Um, we call it Resurrection Sunday because uh, more than 2,000 years ago, we believe that God sent His Son, Jesus Christ, uh, into our world to live a perfect life on behalf of the world, and then die on the cross for the sake of the world, to pay for the sins of the world. And we believe that He didn't stay dead but he rose again, overcoming and conquering death. And in so doing, as we always often sing about, he took away the sting of death. What that means is he's made it possible for us, for all of us, who look upon fleshly death as a certainty, and we're able to look upon that not with hopelessness and fear, but with a living hope that we have sung about today in the knowledge of the eternity that we are promised in heaven through faith in Jesus Christ. So we celebrate. It's a celebration. Because it was his death and resurrection, the heart of our gospel, that makes salvation available to us today. And without it, without what we're celebrating today, everything we do here is meaningless. Like we need to, we need to get that. Without this, everything we do here is meaningless. And so we celebrate. We celebrate. And we're going to spend today just thinking about that together um, and just remembering that together. That's what today is about. There is nothing specifically special about this particular day, but what we are remembering together today in the resurrection of Christ and all that the gospel promises to us is, is everything for the Christian, and that is worth celebrating. 
And I hope and pray for the believers in this room, the Christians in this room, that we might be reminded again in our hearts of what an incredibly exciting thing it is that Christ died on the cross for us and rose again for us. And if you are a non-believer here, I, I hope and pray that you might consider the good news that you hear today, that God is inviting you into and call out to Him and receive salvation. I'm going to pray and ask God for help, so I want you guys please join me as I pray. Let me pray. Lord, we thank you so much for Jesus Christ. We thank you that you looked upon a broken and sinful world and chose to pour out your love and grace through Jesus Christ. We thank you that because of what Christ has done, we are set free from sin and we are promised a place in your kingdom. Help us, Lord, to remember the beauty of the gospel and fill our hearts with joy as we reflect on the living hope that we have today as Christians. Lord, we also pray that you would move unbelieving hearts today to see their need for a Savior. And I pray that by your grace, you would grant them the faith to call out and receive Jesus Christ today and receive salvation today. At the end of it all, today is all about you, God. So receive all the honor, all the praise, and all the glory. We thank you. We love you. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You know, there are so many special holidays throughout the year, uh, particularly in Australia. Uh, we have New Year's Day, we have uh, Labor Day, Anzac Day, uh, the Queen's Birthday, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Reconciliation Day. And with, e with each of these holidays come different traditions, and for some of them, we even get days off work, right? And so we enjoy them for different reasons and in different ways. But I wonder if you've ever wondered why. Why do we have this day? And what's the point of this day? Now, for some of those days, the answer is quite obvious, but the truth is most of us don't really care why, right? We don't really care what the day is about. We just celebrate it and we enjoy it because it's a holiday that comes around every year and it becomes tradition and it becomes routine. And I wonder, has Easter become one of those days for us? Just another holiday that we that comes around every year. A time to eat chocolate, perhaps. A day off work. And, and just, you know, for some of us, the time of the year that we go to church once. Like I said earlier, Good Friday and Resurrection Sunday is, and what we celebrate here at church is the most important thing for the Christian. Of course, the death and resurrection of Christ is something that we celebrate every week because it's what makes us Christian. But particularly, this is the time of the year that we've decided to set apart to remember and celebrate it together. And so unlike other holidays, I believe we need to understand and appreciate why. And my question is, do you know why? That, why do we celebrate this day? And more than just, you know, Jesus died and rose again, although that is true, do you know why it's so exciting? Why the signs? Why the extra things that we do for this day? Well, today, as we celebrate Resurrection Sunday, I want to help us remember why. And I want to do that by taking us through a short section of Peter's letter in 1 Peter that we just read, a letter that he writes to Christians around the world to help them remember the gospel. And this is what Peter writes. 
Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. There's so much there, but I hope you can see that at the heart of this passage is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Do you guys see that? In the middle, in the heart of the passage, you see the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The hope and the joy and the promises that we find in this passage, Peter reminds Christians that at the root of that is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Peter writes, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, that's the root, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise. And that's where Peter wants us to end. So how did he get there? Well, between the resurrection of Jesus Christ and praise to the Father, there are some very important truths that Peter reminds us of, that reminds Christians of in this passage, and that's what I want to talk about today. I've summarized it into two points. The first is this. It's the truth about us. The truth about us. The reason the resurrection of Jesus Christ is and should be so exciting for us as Christians today is because of the truth about us. In Kingsway, the truth is this. We are unworthy and unable. We are unworthy and unable. Peter writes, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So praise be to God, right? Hallelujah, bless His name. Because according to his great mercy. Stop there. Now, there is no mention of our efforts. There is no mention of how precious we are, how great we are. All we see here is God's great mercy. You know, I think for whatever reason, deep down, a lot of us carry a lot of entitlement as we approach God and as we approach church. Maybe it's because we feel like you know, quote-unquote, given, I've given so much to church. Or maybe it's because we feel like we've been a pretty good person. I'm not sure, but myself included, I think we so often forget how unworthy we are of everything that we celebrate here at church each week. The Bible says in Romans chapter 3, verse 10, no one is righteous. No one. Not even one, it says. And then later in verse 23, it says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Everyone falls short. In case we forgot, brothers and sisters, we are not here because we deserve to be. We did not earn our place here. But we forget that. And because we forget, and in fact, actually, because we approach this space with entitlement... We lack gratitude. And we walk in here to worship God, not with humble and grateful hearts, but with a heart of pride. If today doesn't excite you in any way, the things we sing about in those songs and the things we talk about at church doesn't excite you in any way, perhaps you lack gratitude, and perhaps it's because you've forgotten how unworthy you are and I am to be here. Not only are we unworthy, 
But Peter reminds us that we are also unable. As he writes, according to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope. Again, there is no word of what we have done to receive salvation and our living hope. Peter reminds us it was God. It was God who caused us to be born again. And why did we need God to cause us to be born again? Well, Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 2, and you probably know this passage, you were dead in your trespasses and sins. The Bible says we, in our sins, were, and some of us are, dead. Dead people can't do anything. They can't make their way to God. But God, being rich in mercy, Paul writes in Ephesians, because of the great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses and sins, He made us alive with Christ, for by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing, for it is the gift of God. Brothers and sisters, if you are a Christian here today, I hope you are reminded here on Resurrection Sunday that it is not because of anything you brought to the table. We should celebrate. Therefore, we should celebrate. Because we could not. We could not make our way to God. We were unworthy and we were unable. So therefore, we should celebrate the works of Christ on the cross and the power of Christ demonstrated by His resurrection from the dead. Because by it by what God has done for us through Christ. We, you and I, who were unworthy and unable to enter the kingdom of heaven on our own, have now been freed from our sin and granted a way in through Jesus Christ. We call this salvation. Peter calls this living hope. And we'll talk a little bit about why it's living hope in a second, but we should be thankful Church, we should be thankful for the mercy, for His grace that we did not earn or deserve, but we desperately needed because we were dead. And the mercy and grace that He showed us and gave to us by His grace and love because He loved us. What more reason do we need to celebrate our God today? What more reason do we need to sing to Him today? For the non-believers who are here today, I wish I could stand here and tell you, you are great, you're awesome, and you deserve to be here. But the fact is, none of us deserve to be here. And yet, by the mercy of God, we believe we are made new and made alive with Christ. And because Jesus died to pay for our sins and rose again to take away the power of death over us, we believe by faith now we are able to have a living hope looking to an eternity in God's kingdom. And if you would like to receive this salvation, you can. That's the beauty of knowing that none of us are worthy. If you sit here feeling unworthy, I don't deserve it, that's true. None of us deserve it, and God invites you as well, by His grace. He invites all people who place their faith in Him to be saved through Jesus Christ. That's why He died, that's why He rose again, so that people like you and I could be invited into His kingdom. You just need to call out to God, and I pray that you would do that today. Ask Him for faith. Ask Him to show you Jesus Christ. 
And you too could celebrate this living hope today with us. And I really hope and pray that you would. Brothers and sisters, the, the Bible reminds us that we are unworthy and we are unable. And yet by God's mercy, we have been brought to life. And this has been made possible by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's why we celebrate. That's why we make a big deal out of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Praise be to the Father. My second and, and final point from this passage. We should celebrate this day because, not, just, not only because of the truth about us, that we are unworthy and unable, but we should celebrate this day because of the truth about gospel hope, or our gospel hope that we have in Jesus Christ. Now, what good would it be if the hope that we were offered in the gospel was unreliable and weak. You know, the, the, that's the, the, the kind of things we place our hope in in this world is like that. When we place our hope in people, when we place our, place our hope in ourselves, in the, in the world around us, in the future circumstances, um, it's unclear, it's unreliable, and sometimes that hope we hold on to is, is untrue. But Peter shows us and reminds us in this passage that the hope that we receive as Christians through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the hope of salvation, the hope of heaven, is nothing like the hope of this world, which is unreliable and weak. It is, in fact, he says, a living hope. Or in other translations, a hope that continues to live on. It is an active hope. It is a hope that continues to stay strong every single day. We are reminded that our gospel hope is a living hope because it is a hope that is secure, safe and secure. It is safe and secure. Verse 3, uh, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to His great mercy, He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for our salvation to be revealed in the last time. Peter writes that those who are born again through the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the gospel are born into an inheritance. And the Bible tells us that this inheritance is safely ours in Jesus Christ. It will not perish, it cannot be defiled, and it will not one day fade. Unlike the things that we place our hope in in this world, whether it be our health, whether it be our future circumstances, the people around us, which is unreliable, shaky, and we just never know what's going to happen, the hope that we have, that we receive in Jesus Christ our gospel hope is a living hope which is safe and secure. If you have placed your faith in Jesus Christ today, brothers and sisters, the Word of God reminds us that safely kept in heaven for, for us to fully receive in the last time is our inheritance, our salvation, perfection of joy, and fullness of life. And I believe that should stir gratitude and excitement in our hearts particularly as we see the brokenness and struggles and trials of our life in this world, the hopelessness of the things in this world, it should excite us to know that there is a safe hope that is never going to change waiting for us, that's just coming to us. 
we see glimpses of this inheritance in this life through community, you know, in our relationship with God as we continue to walk this journey of faith. But we, we look forward to the fullness of this inheritance in God's kingdom. And we get a glimpse of it in, in Revelation 21, verse 4, one of my favorite passages in the Bible. God, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. Just a glimpse. That's just a glimpse of what we are bound to. I remember my mom was, and this is a true story, she was standing in front of the door one night like this. And I was like, well, what are you doing, mom? And she looks at me and she goes, oh, it's just, don't want to go to work tomorrow. I was hoping Jesus might come today. I'm not sure, I'm sure she was joking around, but it's the kind of hope that we should carry and live with, especially on the tough days of our lives. The inheritance that we have been, we have, that has been kept for us in heaven. Brothers and sisters, this is like, unlike any worldly promise and hope, this hope in heaven is alive, it will not ruin, and it is safely ours in Jesus Christ today. And I hope that stirs some sort of a gratitude and excitement about what Christ promises us today. But what if, what if we don't make it there? Who cares if the, if, the, if the hope is there, secure in heaven? What if I don't make it? Well, Peter addresses that, and he's also, this is also why the gospel hope we have is a living hope, because not only is the promise of heaven safely ours in Jesus Christ, the Word of God reminds us today, and I love this, that we will be securely guarded so that we make it to the end. Guarded by who? Guarded by God, Peter says to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who, this is you, who, by God's power, are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Brothers and sisters, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is so exciting because by it, the channel to living hope is safe and secure, and it is ours in Jesus Christ, and has been granted by the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so no matter how tough life may get, no matter what kind of trials and struggles and tribulation we may face, no matter how much we may stumble, how far we may fall, we can hope and look forward to the day of glory when everything is made perfect as God intended. And we can rest in the knowledge that through our faith in Jesus Christ, God is guarding us to ensure that we make it there. If you have walked into this place today feeling unworthy and kind of like, I don't deserve this, you're right. But that's why the death and resurrection of Christ is so amazing. The amazing love and grace of God portrayed to us through the gospel of Jesus Christ because he sent his son to die for the sins of unworthy and unable people in order that we might have a safe and secure living hope that we get to look forward to every single day on the good days and the bad. He has done all this to grant us this living hope. And so what is the appropriate response? Well, it's not to make it about me, what I've done, what I will do, but it is as Peter declares to praise him. 
Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Today is a, a really happy day. Everyone looks really serious right now. <laughs> it's a really happy day. It's an exciting day. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good that Jesus died and rose again. And God is worthy of our praise. He is worthy of our honor. He is worthy of our song. He is worthy of our hearts, which is why we gather, not just today, but every single week. And I hope we can remember that together, particularly today as we reflect on Resurrection Sunday and appropriately give him praise that he deserves. Amen? Now, I, I think it's Resurrection Sunday, so I, I, it'd be a bit of a shame to just kind of reflect on this by myself and go home. So today, I, I, we thought we'd do something a little different. And it's going to be a little uncomfortable for some of us, but I think it's going to be quite powerful if it works. We're going to break off in, like, in your areas, just, just kind of gather with small groups of three or four, and we're just going to kind of hang out together for a little bit. And, and I want to encourage you guys to, to just share um, with one another the story of, of your faith, um, kind of like a 30-second testimony of how you came to know Christ. I wonder if you know the people around you and how they became to know, how they became Christian. You probably don't, right? And I think it's really powerful when, you're, when we're reminded that, you know, God's grace met me in this way, met him in this way, met her in this way, and it is beautiful. And so we're just going to spend five to ten minutes uh, sharing in, you know, in, in, in glorifying God and praising God for, you know, his grace in our lives. And just sharing honestly uh, how God met us and if you are a non-Christian, that's totally fine. I hope this doesn't make you too uncomfortable. Just say, I, I'm not a Christian right now, and that's totally fine. Uh, if you are a Christian, if you're a member of a church, I highly encourage you guys to try and lead that conversation. But let's just kind of get to know each other and, and share in God's grace in our lives together. And what I want everyone to do is, if one representative of your group could just pray a prayer of thanks at the end for, you know, sending Jesus Christ for us. And we'll be asking him to help us to be filled with hope and joy and gladness again today. And then we'll sing a song and praise God and bring him glory. Can we do that together? All right, let's all break off into small groups. So we don't have to move around too much, just people around you. And guys, if you see newcomers and they're kind of sitting alone, please go to them. And let's just share in God's grace together. And then we'll pray. <laughs>